get ready for the Girls on Games podcast. Your weekly dose of news, reviews, and everything video games. Always served with a good helping of hype and just a pinch of salt. And now, your host, Leah. to another Girls on Games podcast. My name is Leah. I'm the host of this show. This is episode number 371. And this week, it's all news, 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 because, wow, a lot happened over this weekend, including the news that G4 TV is shutting down, Bayonetta voice actor controversy going on, and Minecraft Live happened, plus much more. But before we get into that, I would like to introduce you to the friendly voices around this digital table. Catherine, how you doing? I'm good at yourself. I'm getting over a cold, so apologies if I sound really weird. <laughs> Joelle, how are you? I'm good, and sending you all the healing vibes. Colds are no fun. Thank you. Yeah, I'm on the tail end of it now, so it's really just like, gotta shake the sniffles and whatever else. But uh, but yeah, definitely. I left my house yesterday for the first time since Tuesday. Amazing. You're doing yep. great. Outside of like <laughs> taking the dog out, you know? <laughs> Yeah. 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 All right. Let's do the housekeeping before we get into the crew check in. I'd like to remind you that if you enjoy this show, you can subscribe. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Podbean. If you'd like to get some GOG merch, you can do that by going to designbyhumans.com slash shop slash girls on games. If you'd like to give us a tip, maybe buy us a coffee. You can do that by going to our Kofi. That's ko-fi.com slash girls on games. Maybe you'd like to drop us a message. Leave us a voice memo. Do that by going to talk back inside the iHeartRadio app. Go to the Girls on Games podcast page, hit that little microphone, leave us a 30 seconds little clip, and uh, you might hear yourself on the show. All right. It has been a busy week outside of me being sick. Uh, Catherine, you went on quite the adventure. Uh, we did. I did. I did. I did. Uh, my friend Guillaume, with whom I play D&D, his father-in-law has a nice cottage Let's face it, it's a house in the woods. It's not like a shack. It's <laughs> fucking glamping there. Um, way up in the Laurentian, like, you know, like we drove past the exit where my mom lives and we kept driving for another like 40 minutes. Um, oh, wow. Quite up there. Uh, but it was nice. And he, basically every Tuesday night I play Dungeons and Dragons with uh, the same group of friends I've played Dungeons and Dragons with since I was a teenager, except now we're all over the place. Two people are in uh, Saint-Jean, two of us are in Montreal, and two are in Gatineau near Ottawa. So, Guillaume was like, if I get the cottage from my dad-in-law, would you guys want to like spend a three days there and we could play D&D all together in person with like pen, paper, and some dice? And nice. we were like, fuck yeah, bro. Um, so, because he has like the keys and everything so he was like i want to go like thursday night i was like cool you're my ride so i'll take friday off um and i never take time off so work was like yeah go <laughs> bye <laughs> um so uh we spent all of friday friday there was just four of us for a while um so the people that took friday off we were there uh we played some 
board games, some tabletop games, some stuff that is like way too complicated. Takes like two hours to learn the rules and like three hours to play. Huh. It was great. It was wonderful. Um, Saturday was our D&D day. And then uh, Sunday was just like get up packing and go. And we cooked a lot of food, ate a lot of good food. Um, it was between 10 and 15 degrees outside. So we could still barbecue um, and not freeze to death. And the barbecue could actually get warm. We saw some deer, of course, um, because we're so far in the woods, just like wildlife everywhere. They were just hanging out by the <laughs> by the house. But yeah, no, it was amazing. Um, we had to come back on Sunday a bit earlier than uh, expected because Guillaume's uh, spouse had uh, the stomach flu while he was gone. Oh, that sucks. Um <laughs> Her mom was able to... Yeah, he's got two of them. Oh, my goodness. Oh, the germ bombs. The little germ bombs. That's what they (laughs) are. That's where I think I got my cold, too, was from some kids. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. And and they're young. young. Like, they still need to be, like, supervised and taken care of. Um, Mm -hmm. So he's got a young child and a toddler. Um, So her mom was able to come help on Saturday. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then she texted him and be like, Sunday, get up and come. As, as fast as you can um so uh our friends kind of like finished the cleaning and closing the place while we kind of like got up and left um and uh, but it was good it was good i mean we would have played or hung out a bit more sunday night and kept like had a big breakfast and kind of chilled but it was basically like eat some toast and get the fuck out uh but that's all right it also confirms that like last week i was like discombobulated because Pascal was sick and he's never sick. It confirms that he had the stomach flu. Because mm. everybody I'm talking to has had about a stomach flu. Our dungeon master actually uh, on Tuesday of last week, he cancelled our online session because he was sick with the stomach flu and we we're like, mm. well, whatever, like, we want you healthy for the, you know, in-person session, right? That's what's mm-hmm. important. Right. Um. But yeah, so big stomach flu going around. I'm I'm going to say that I, I got it and went through it and I didn't see it go. <laughs> like, mm. I was, I think my body was Lucky. just like, no, thank you. Um, <laughs> because everybody around me keeps getting it. I lived with Pascal who had it for like two days and I'm I'm fine. So knock on wood um, that I just kind of like ignored it, which is, again, very rare. That's why we were thinking it was food poisoning because mm. he was sick and I was like, I'm cool. I'm fine. What the mm. fuck? Because mm-hmm. usually, like, if there's a flu going around and he gets the flu, I know I'm fucked. Mm-mm. So I got lucky with that. Uh, but yeah, that was that was my weekend. It was a very busy week at work because it was Canadian Thanksgiving and it was a mm-hmm. four day week where people were like, mm-hmm. "We're gonna do five days worth in four days," but I had to do it in three because I took Friday off. Mm. Uh, <laughs> but it was good. It was worth it. It was worth it. Um, just kind of like had to be very productive at work for three days which i can do if i ignore teams and my email and my inbox for a couple of hours um but yeah but other than that i have joined the smartwatch crew oh yeah Yay! what How? did you pick up yeah the pixel watch nice so they far so not- good so far so good i have to get used to the feeling of metal on my skin which i fucking hate Mm. Um, and I knew this would be a problem when I ordered this $500 watch (laughs) (laughs) 
if I return it, it's because I can't wear it. But um, I just haven't worn a watch since like the early 2000s when I got a cell phone. And I was like, I can just look at the time on my cell phone. So right, right. stop wearing a watch. Um, I got used to this bracelet that I have. I have a medical bracelet for my peanut allergy. And when I first got it, it was a I didn't like it and I got used to it. Um, so I'm thinking I can get used to it. I'm not sure how people sleep with it on, though. I, I do. don't. I don't sleep with mine on. I do. That's my alarm. Oh. Yeah, because I am that type of person that needs to snooze a lot mm. and needs multiple alarms. So this is a good compromise because often Mike does not have to get up the same time I do. Uh, one, because he starts later, or two, it does not take him as long to wash his hair and do his makeup as it does me as he has a shaved head and doesn't wear makeup. So, <laughs> so yeah, I use the my, my kind of uh, cycle through the day is um, I sleep with it. Uh, when I go get a shower, I put it on the dock to let it charge. Okay. And then when I get when I'm getting dressed and everything, I'll put it back on. I have worn it in the shower and I've worn it swimming and stuff like that. I just need a time to charge it and then I'll wear it throughout the day. Once I've closed my rings or if it's close to 1030, usually by then I've closed my rings, I will go let it charge. So then I'll put it back on to go to sleep at night. And then in the night, you know, at 630 in the morning, it vibrates on my arm and then wakes me up without me having to wake Mike up by having a phone alarm. You double charge like you charge it twice during the day. Well, mostly because I want to make it by the end of the day. Like right now, it's at 61 percent. Oh, okay. go away, Siri. I don't want you to actually talk to me. So today I probably could get sleeping until tomorrow morning. Okay. But I, I'm so anal about wanting to close my rings. I don't want charging to mess me up. So yeah. I make sure that I kind of charge it enough to get me through the night. And then the morning, it probably gets a good 45 minutes just to, mm. to charge up and, and go. OK, um, I do know there are sitting settings that I have done in the past and gone through the process to lower the battery consumption. But I find like every time I do an update, things end up changing and I forget yeah. what I have to do and then I forget doing it. So, yeah, yeah that's kind of just my rhythm now is I try to give it a little bit of a charge before going to bed. I sleep with it on and then uh, and then wake up in the morning and put it on there while I get get dressed and stuff. But it's mm. kind of cool because I get to know what my sleep pattern is, mm. um, which is interesting, especially for the nights where I'm like or a few nights in a row where I'm like, why am I so tired? And I look and I'm like, oh yeah, I was real restless. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, do you feel, I, I absolutely hate getting out of bed in the morning. Like it's, it's not because I'm depressed. It's just like my bed is so cozy and yes, warm yes. and happy. Oh, agreed. And mm-hmm. like, so like the worst thing is getting out of bed in the morning. And I have found that usually I charge it at night, but if I do like accidentally keep it on, and my alarm goes off because of the haptics and that it vibrates, I'm like more awake and it's harder for me to go back to sleep if I keep it on and, and I try to get up. So, so maybe I'll have to start doing that so I get out of bed in the morning. <sighs> okay. Cause like you have to wear it to get the sleep tracking. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It needs to track your, your heartbeat and all that kind of stuff. I'll see. I'll try that today and I'll see if I can get, um, uh, if I can get like uh, the my alarm on there because I have the same problem that I snooze. I have like fucking since the pandemic. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've yeah. had like the first alarm at seven. Mm-hmm. I get up somewhere between seven thirty and eight. Ditto. 
when um, I'm when I'm like working from home. Oh, if yeah. I've yeah. gotta go to the office, I need to be out the door at eight. So even when I go to the office now, I'm just like, I'll get up when I'll get up. So Lucky. I'm I'm like la- <laughs> I have a forty five minute ride to oh, get in there. Oh, well, oh I mean I have walk half- walk fifteen minutes and then twenty minutes by the subway and then Ugh, the into the yeah. room. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, I don't have a very tight schedule. I'm not in a lot of meetings, so I kind of like waltz Lucky. in between like 8.45 <laughs> and 9.30 and nobody cares, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just when I'm at home, I tend to like log in more like around 8.30. Like mm-hmm. I, I I do shorter like days at, when I'm at the office because of commuting, but like, and because I know myself when I work from home, I will do like an 8.30 to 6 without even noticing. Um <laughs> Hence why I do my days at the office to have shorter yeah, work I get days. You. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, this is a me problem. But yeah, no. So because of the pandemic and because like I work from home now and I'm less stressed about like eating breakfast or showering in the morning because I can kind of like do it throughout the day as I need to take breaks from work. I've like my like my basic routine morning routine has stretched out over the morning because now it's just like an excuse to get up after working for like an hour. Yeah. Um, I get that. It's like when my alarm rings and it's like, you have to get up. And I'm like, do I though? <laughs> do I really though? Mm-hmm. The weirdest um, though, Kat is there are some mornings when like, I must be in such deep sleep that the vibrations and the haptics from the watch start permeating my dream and I don't know what it is. <laughs> and it's real trippy because then I'm like, what is going on? And then I'm like, oh yeah, it's 6.30. Oh my gosh. Like my mind would go wild if it's like, what's buzzing? Like I would think of all sorts of things and some of them would not be, would not be PG related. But like, you know, I just feel like it would go all over the place from like bugs to... I don't know. Yeah, like cars well, and I don't know. I won't I won't I won't keep elaborating. We're not PG. This <laughs> is an explicit I podcast. I won't keep elaborating. <laughs> but I, I mean I'll see um I'll see how how it goes. I'll see if I can get the I don't even know how to use this thing. <laughs> Watch a YouTube video, my dear. Yeah. That's the best thing to do. And it, you're, it's going to take you a while. Yeah. But eventually, it's going to become the greatest thing since sliced bread. You're going to be like, what is the weather? Look at my watch. Uh, time to do a workout. How's my cardio? Look mm-hmm. at my watch. Yep. Oh, my God. It, is it? Is it? Oh, my God. I got a notification because of a tweet. Look at my watch. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's fantastic. I love yeah, it. it is great. And like at first, I'm like, wow, I didn't. Like, I don't need this, but I don't ever want to not have it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I'm like, I always want one now. So I find oh. it less disruptive at work, too, because, like, if I get something, it's not like I'm picking up my phone as often. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I mm-hmm. feel less rude. Just be like, yeah, I can deal with that later. Do you know what I mean? Instead of just being like, I'm look, constantly looking at my phone, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, my main motivation was fitness. Yeah. And I'm for ju- that, it's great. Yeah, because I'm a gym gym rat there now, and also um, I have this giant honking phone and yep. no pockets because I wear yep. women's clothes. Yeah, um, they want us to buy purses. Yeah, so I mean, right now it's like fall and winter, so I always have like I, I often wear something with pockets, or you know, I have a jacket. But a lot of time, like in the summer, when I go 
walking or I walk to the gym or things like that. Like, and I'm wearing my leggings or my exercise shorts. I don't have pockets. So I'll be able to chuck this in my bag Mm -hmm. and use my watch to control the music. Cause I can do it with like my, um, my headphones. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, But you can just kind of like pause, skip or whatever. Uh, but with this, I'll be able to actually like see what the song is or possibly change playlists. I don't know. Like take phone calls. Yep. I can oh. do that through my watch. My, oftentimes, too, I'll call my dad and he'll be like out doing something in the shed or something like that. And he doesn't have his phone on him, but his watch is on him. And he'll pick up from his watch. Oh. And I'll have a conversation with him that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, one thing that's good on Apple, which I'm sure you have in a Google, in a Google device, um, is when you cannot find your phone, you yes. can tell your watch to ping your phone and then yep. your phone starts ringing. You can find it. I was I was using my Google Home to do that, like my little mm. speaker that I have in mm-hmm. the kitchen, or because um, I know it like it's somewhere. It's probably on the couch or whatever. Yeah, fell and in I'm between just the cracks. Like, uh, yeah, and I'm just like, and then I would use the the voice activated HomePod. Like I'm not gonna say it for people that are listening to this without headphones. I'm not- <laughs> I yeah, got one by the TV, and sometimes because of like my YouTube videos, it starts like. Oh, I'm Googling constantly facts. setting that one off. Constantly. Even if I'm not talking about it, it like goes off. It's like, sorry, yeah. I didn't catch that. I'm like, oh, it's talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> also, Kat, I use mine all the time for cooking to set timers. So mm-hmm. I do that constantly. I actually, I set it for timers for anything like laundry or whatever. I'll just be like, hey, Siri, like set, set the timer. And like, I'll, I'll set timers for everything. It's so nice. Okay. Yeah. I'll, cause I, I've been using like my phone or the Google home for a timer, but like, mm-hmm. um, what I don't like about using the home for a timer is like, I have nothing that shows me how much time is left mm-hmm. or maybe it's it. in the Google you know home that, right? app. Huh? You can ask it. Yeah. But like, you want to just look, I want to just, anyway, mm-hmm. I, I'm uh, sure I'll get some good use out of it. Did I need it? No. Kat, on the activity side, is there any kind of like tracking where you try to make goals and stuff like the yeah. equivalent to the rings for There's Apple? Okay, it's Fitbit. Okay, Google cool. purchased Fitbit. Oh. Mm. So it came with six months of premium. Yeah. Um, I have yet to look into it. I activated the thing. Um, I have yet to look into it. I don't know if I'll keep it after six months. Um, I'll see how much I like the tracking, the health tracking in there and if it's worth it because in premium you do have like the sleep tracking, um, menstrual cycle tracking, like a lot of stuff. So like if it's kind of like centralized, although I am starting to get a bit dubious about the idea of feeding my menstrual cycle information to Google. Oh no, yeah, I, I love I, it though. Oh, do you? I definitely oh, don't God, use it. Oh it, my I'm I'm like... Maybe I'll have like a cramp or something or I'll feel moody and off. And then I get a ping on my watch that says, by the way, in the next seven days or whatever, you're going to start your period. I'm like, I knew it. (laughs) I don't know. The U.S. citizen in me might be a little bit more uh, leery, but I definitely don't enter my menstrual cycle into my health app at all. Really? Mm -hmm. I'll I'll see. Yeah, because like I'm I'm on my... I'm on my natural cycle, so it's like a window of like seven to ten days. Mm. So uh, I could use something that reminds me 
But there's probably like other apps. You don't necessarily have to use the Google one. You could use something else. I already use an app on my phone for that. Like I, for my workout training, I use strong. And for my, uh, menstrual cycle, I use clue. Um, but check in the app store and see often like in the iOS store, I'm sure Google has this too. It shows (laughs) if it has a watch app more often than not, especially for those health tracking ones, they do. Okay, I'll I'll check because I I'm I'm not sure. I think for strong I use the free version. It might be a premium thing to get the watch Maybe. app, so I might have to switch to like my fitness pal or something else. Uh but it's like I just need something to track like how many reps I'm doing and how much weight. Um other than for gains purposes or whatever just because I forget because I I will set up the squat rack and I'll be like I legit forget how much I squat. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I used to write it down in the, like with pen and paper, but now I'm like, just an app is much better because you can preset workouts. And then I just got like, ding, I did it. Ding, I did it. Ding, I did it. But I need like something to tell me what I used to do because Mm -hmm, if not, mm -hmm. I'll be like, I forget how much I squat. So -hmm. don't ask me how much I squat or deadlift. I forgot. Um, But yeah, no, it's my, it's my, I've had it for like, five hours it showed up at lunch it's your new oh. toy yeah it's exciting my new toy very expensive new toy i don't know mm-hmm. if it was worth it versus what the other fitbits do i don't know if it worth it versus galaxy watch because it was very expensive compared to all the others mm. but i was looking like the form factor and um the options and whatnot ticked all the boxes i was looking for and i was like you know what i'll wear it i'm giving myself two three days if within like if by like Friday I want to rip this thing off my wrist, I'm sending it back. Oh, okay. Really? You're only gonna give yourself That's a few not days? That long. It's not very long. It's not I'm the kind of girl that knows though. Okay. Like it's because right now I don't think it's like, oh, I'm not gonna feel bad about spending five hundred dollars on something I don't use as much like you know, I don't need to get a piece of tech and feel that I need to use every fucking option to make it worth it. I just need to use it. Hmm. But if I'm not going to wear it because I can't get used to it being on my wrist, that's a problem. That's a different. Yeah, sure. that's a different. And that's a different sure. story. No watch can fix that. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Hmm. So I'll see. But I, like I said, I got used to wearing my medical bracelet that I got like. 20 years ago I'm pretty sure I can get used to this maybe I'll change the uh, band though for something else because it's the plastic athletic one mm-hmm. um, silicone or whatever it is yeah I didn't get extra bands because they were expensive no um, do that on Amazon I know that's what I'm waiting I'm waiting got a for a nice nice leather one that I've got ooh yeah. slick nice. tiny easy yeah hmm. i'm oh, just see. waiting there for, for for other manufacturers because they're like true they're like 30 us i think mm-hmm. uh the extra bands on the google store and i'm in like almost 50 canadian and i was just like <laughs> yeah i get the, the watch is pricey but y'all mm-hmm. yeah i know just the band yep yeah that's true yeah. well you've had quite the week I've and it had, all happened this weekend <laughs> it all happened this weekend and i am um looking forward to not doing much nice for the next like five to six days and you know like i couldn't go see my mom because we got sick during the long weekend and 
And this weekend I was away and she's like, well, you know, you could come another weekend to come see me. I'm like, woman, give me, give me some breathing room there. I am still an introvert. Like I love my three days with my friends, but like now I need my week of you like alone. two days of work from home, not talking to much people. I'm going to do two days at work. Um, and on Thursday we have a, a internal tournament on my on my production. We're doing a for honor tournament. Fun. Fun. Um, so <laughs> they were like, people that play, come, let's do an in-person tournament because we can. And we were like, yeah, sure. I signed up. So, you know, and then Friday work from home and not talk to people and have a Saturday, Sunday, really relax with Buscat. And then I'm like, all right. <laughs> I was like, I'll talk to you in seven days about the possibility of when I'll be able to like organize this but i was like lady it's been a two weeks it's been two weeks and it was nice to be at the chalet but like i i need to just like i need to be in bed a lot this week basically is what i'm saying <laughs> sorry watch we're not gonna do a lot of fitness tracking <laughs> yeah maybe start the fitness tracking after like just, just... go to bed and watch yep. all the youtube videos there and all the cool go. things you can do yep. yeah Joelle, what have you been up to? I had um, a pretty busy weekend. Um, and one thing that was so interesting. So I, I will say before the pandemic, I really wasn't a person that minded crowds or like that minded, you know, large groups of people. Um, but I will say I live I live really close to the Mall of America um, oh, so I, I want to go there. That place is huge. It is huge. Yep, it is huge. And I, I never used to live this close. So when I went, it was always like an excursion. Like you packed everything, and you knew you were gonna like be there all day because there's so much to do. Um, and now that I live, I literally live like five minutes away. I live so close, and so I thought, well, I just I need to pick up some makeup. I know that the Mall of America Sephora will be excellent. Um, I'm just gonna pop in there and go and I was like I did not like it I've never had much anxiety with uh, crowds or a lot of people but man I walked into that mall and granted we went like on a Saturday like mid-afternoon peak like peak time and it was so crowded it was so busy and there were so many people and I was like I don't like this <laughs> I was just like I'm not I'm not a fan <laughs> I don't like it. So Sephora is hard though, because Sephora is like I find that that's never dead in there. It's always busy. Oh man, I just I I don't know because sometimes I go to like Alta or other places and other Sephoras and other malls like at random times and it's they're not as busy. But I mean maybe this one will just always be so busy because of it's Mall of America Sephora. I don't know, but mm. ugh. But I was just like, there's so many people. There's so many people like in the mall. And I don't know. I just all of a sudden was like, wow, am I, am I, I might be this person now where I just <laughs> don't like people <laughs> anymore as I thought I did. But we got in, we got out. It was fine. Um, but it's still, it's still, you know, it's nice that it's so close and I can go and like run an errand and zip over there. And it's, it's not a big deal. So that's kind of cool. Um, and then unfortunately I had to go to a family funeral yesterday. So that took up, you know, a lot of the day and it was good to go and see some family. I don't see as much, um, anymore, but it was kind of a sudden, a sudden passing. So it was a little, uh, it was, a it was sad. And we all, um, you know, 
had grieving in her own way. It, it was good to um, have such good memories of, of uh, it was my aunt who passed away and she was just like the best person. Um, so it was nice to share such warm memories of someone, but that was what I did. <laughs> so it was kind of a, it's kind of a crazy weekend of anxiety of crowds and then, and then a funeral. So <laughs> sorry for your loss. Thank you. Yeah. On my end, um, yeah, I managed to get sick. Um, so I had a cold. So it was a lot of video games for me, except for Sunday. I actually did leave my house. I went to the mall, too. Yeah, it was crazy. But that's OK. Uh, Mike and I survived. But I'm more interested in talking about the games that we've all been playing. Catherine, how goes Dragon Age Origins? Um, Slow go because I was away. Uh, but... I, at one point, we had some downtime at the chalet. They were playing games, and I was like, all right, I'm done like playing board games. I need to sit on the couch and chill. Um, and I whipped out my phone. I grabbed my little Razer things, slapped it on my phone, launched uh, the game box, uh, the Game Pass app, and I started playing on my phone, and everybody was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> we're in the future! I was like, all right, y'all are not Xbox folks. Well, they're not like, they're more tabletop gamers than video gamers. Um, Mm -hmm. Or they're like, if they play on the go, they're more like, they play a lot of Switch. And some of them were looking at the Steam Deck. And I looked at the Steam Deck and I was like, you know, I don't really game on the go. And like, my Switch hasn't been used all that much in handheld mode. So I got this, you know, this little thing to play for the rare times that I'll play away from home. And yeah. I was just sitting there playing Dragon Age Origins and then I didn't get far because I had to explain to them <laughs> what I was doing, how I was doing, <laughs> and why I was doing it. Um, but honestly, uh, playing playing it on xCloud worked great. Like, you know, it's a three, Xbox 360 game. Like, I'm pretty sure my phone is as powerful, if not more powerful, um, than an Xbox 360 at this point. Uh, but yeah just kind of like puttering through it i'm in uh uh red cliff right now um but my f- it was it was my friend Guillaume. that was one of his favorite games uh back when it was like it had come out like in 2009 2010-ish so all the way while we drove to the chalet that hour hour and a half or whatever talked about the game gave me some tips gave me some pointers so right now i'm in uh, Redcliffe doing that uh, saving whatever monarch is in there um, and then after that I'm going to go to the Tower of the Magi uh, because he said there's a character there that you can get a mage and she's a healer and I'm like fuck yeah <laughs> I'm going to eat her he <laughs> was like just be careful with your dialogue option because Morgan can tell her to fuck off and yep. then you don't have your healer and I'm like don't worry <laughs> I'm a professional <laughs> I will be fr- I will walk in there and I will be the friendliest little dwarf ever I'll be like I got my sword I got my shield I get hit in the face a lot can you help me um, <laughs> yeah and the dialogue <laughs> options are really obvious like I mean yes yeah as you as you would imagine and know it's just like oh yeah but <laughs> oh, yeah yeah so you've played once you've played a few Bioware games you just start like start seeing <laughs> yeah you know the mechanics so yeah anyway um highly recommend dragon age on xcloud like 
I'm low-key thinking about starting to play Dragon Age in bed with my little controller thing. Um, Why not? Yeah. It's... Cloud gaming's a beautiful thing. Rip Stadia, Google fucked it up, but... The way, like, the, the wrapping it up with Game Pass so that I can mm-hmm. keep playing the same game and the same save file. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how it's done. That's amazing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Can you ever imagine back when we started playing video games on our SNESs and stuff? We've been NESs. We were like, in the future, we will be playing these big-ass games that are crazier than we could ever imagine on little devices that can fit in our pockets. Yep. Could you even imagine when even a phone came out that it would even involve to what it is today? Like, oh yeah, it was know. barely a Game Boy when it came out. Like yeah. the only thing you could do, like when cell phones came snake. out, like some of them came with that snake, snake. game. Snake. Snake. With snake. Yep. <laughs> and, and it was like a clearly a dot matrix screen, and we were just like, "Whoa, it's like a Game Boy, but with a phone." And like it took what, like five years for that shit to die and to be like, "This is better than every handheld console you've had since like." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's yeah. wild. How about you, Joelle? What are you playing? I finished Cult of the Lamb. It was really, really fun. I really enjoyed it. I uh might I don't know, I might try and do another run, just be just be the worst cult leader of all and see what happens <laughs> and just take all my followers for all they're worth um a dlc was announced i know we're not in news yet but it was announced so if people were interested in the dlc it's not any new game content it's just um decor and and uh follower um uh like you you get new faces for your followers and things like that new follower forms and such but um yeah so let's finish that and i'm kind of not sure what to do because i'm in this weird lull of like should I start something before before my next planned game or or not? Have you heard of Baron Breakfast? Yes, I did hear of that. Yeah, so I've got that downloaded it and I started a little bit of it. Okay. But it gives me a lot of those kind of, you know, farming sim management sim vibes yeah. if you liked what you had. Also, if you uh, like those rogue light slash mixed with the like a management sim moonlighter is another good one Ooh, is that the one is moonlighter is that the same studio that did boyfriend dungeon no oh, this okay. one no this group did um you're thinking of spirit no hold on who did boyfriend dungeon what did they do Pit Pit what was it? moonlighters Games. they did moon not what moon was hunters. the one moon hunters yeah okay i was like i thought no. there was a moon in there somewhere yeah okay. no moonlighter is essentially like by day you're a, you run a shop by night you go in and hunt in these different dungeons and collect the items that you're going to sell in your shop Oh, you upgrade okay. your town and all that kind of stuff yeah. throughout the process of it. I might try that. I also thought about picking up Coral Island because there's been a lot of yes. buzz about Coral Island and a part of me just wants to date everyone. So. Are you in Game Pass Ultimate or have Game Pass for PC? Yeah, I do. Because it's there. Oh, well, I'm doing that then. Well, that was yeah. well, thank you for deciding my fate for the next few days. Because that's how I'm playing it. Excellent. <laughs> that's what I'm doing. All right. All right. Done and done. Decided. All right, yeah. I uh, so far Coral Island's been pretty good. Gotta say, um, yeah. beautiful game. Um, I did run into one problem, um, where <laughs> I think I don't know if it's like out there, out there, but like I had to go and do a Google hunt because 
I started the day the game came out and played a whole bunch. And then I didn't for a day. And then I came back and I think the game had done an update or something. Actually, it did because I waited for three gigs to download. <laughs> and then I started the game and my save file was gone. Oh, like, the hell. So anyways, I went on a, on a hunt. Apparently, they may have put the alpha build out at in Game Pass instead of the one that was for game preview. And that might have wiped stuff. So I'm like, well, it wasn't that far. So I just started it again. But, uh, hmm. you know, fine with that. But yeah, it, it's cute. It. Totally Stardew Valley vibes. You're going to recognize lots of the mechanics in it, plus little twists. But the island is so much bigger. Mm. So much bigger. So many more people. So many more things going on. Of course, it's early access. So there's a lot missing still. Like I went to, I guess, what is going to be the the, the spring festival with the cherry blossoms. But like the festival activity itself didn't work because it's not built yet. Um <laughs> Yeah, but nonetheless, still still really enjoying my time with it. So yeah, if you are cool with playing a game that is not finished. Yeah, no, but yeah. I love I love doing that because I love seeing the progression and the updates that they make over mm, time. Because mm-hmm. I'm also almost finished. Like I have very little left of Ooblets and I finished all the achievements. And yeah, I just seeing how that game has evolved over time, because I followed that throughout the game preview process as well, where I stopped after a certain point. because I was like, nope, I've seen enough. Now I want the full release. And uh, yeah, super beneficial because the game sometimes I have a little bit of like paralysis starting a game, like nervousness being like, I can't get into it, whatever. Um, even Coral Island was a little bit like that. It started like mm. get the get up and go to want to learn something new. I like having that like familiarity. So like, because I played it in early access, I felt like I had enough familiarity jumping into Ooblets that I was, I was going to be good. But yeah, that game is so much fun. Mm. <laughs> um, and I ended up playing through, I would say about half of scorn with Mike. Really? Yeah. And as atmospheric and macabre as it is, and they put it off to be kind of, you know, obviously spooktacular, I don't even actually find it that scary. If you can get Uh. past the setting Mm. of the fact that it looks like a uh, a steampunk meets anatomy, is the easiest way I can put it, because it looks like body parts yeah but like in a weird way because like yeah stuff kind of looks slimy but like you start to ignore it because everything looks the same and i don't find like i haven't really encountered too many jump scares it reminds me of mist Mm. those like environmental puzzle games where the it it's not scary through jump scares or anything yes stuff looks creepy and kind of gross but like you move past that and it's more interesting than it, than anything else than it is actually scary so mike and i are about halfway through um i know because i was curious and i just looked up and saw how many acts there were and uh based on the achievements and stuff and uh yeah i think another three hours four hour play session mike and i'll have it done mm. so uh yeah i enjoyed that good halloween spooky game that you know, but if you like, if you don't like, I guess a bit, of, there is some gore. So yeah, some gore and some, and some sliminess mm. and, you know, the atmospheric macabre thing gets to you, then I get it. But if you like a good, you know, like kind of like puzzle atmosphere, spooky game, then yeah, this, 
that's exactly what Scorn is. How was it playing, like, co-op, sort of, like, you know, backseating? And- Fine, but yeah, yeah, we just pass the controller back and forth, and it's puzzles, right? So right. we're talking through the puzzles. Like, one of the first pa- puzzle you encounter is one of those ones where it's almost like the moving pieces, and you have to try and get one piece that's, like, way off to the side all the way over by moving, shifting the other puzzle pieces around. So, like, yes, it's in this weird, creepy-looking space, but Mike and I just stared at it, and, like, he would be moving the controller, and I was standing at the TV screen, and I was like, no, move this here, and then this one over here, and then that one over there, and then that. And he's like, no, that's not going to work. And I'm like, yes, it is going to work. And, yeah. You're like a laser pointer. Like, do here, go here. No, I got up off the couch, went over the TV, and I said, no, Mike, it's this one over here, then that one over there. He's like, no, that's not going to work. I'm like, trust me. So, no. It went. Oh, it, it was good. And then there was like, there's other ones that are more like, m- like timing puzzles in the sense that you have to wait for something to hit a certain point and then kind of make the action. Hmm. I don't want to give things away. And and puzzles with the space itself because in order to get to a certain, it reminds me of Zelda in that sense. Hmm. In order to get to one area, you need to open a gate that's somewhere else. But in order to do that, you need to move a piece that's over here and do this other thing so that that thing opens up, which triggers some acid to burn down the bodies that are in the way and all this kind of stuff. So it's like, yeah, it's just like atmospheric puzzles and, and in a very spectacular setting. And I enjoyed it so far. And I want to finish it. And yeah, the soundtrack is pretty eerie. <laughs> so yeah, lots of good games out there to play right now. So uh, it's a good time to be a gamer because uh, we've got Persona 5 Royal coming to all the platforms this weekend. We've got uh, Mario Rabbids Sparks of Hope, God of War. Everybody's talking now that they've got their hands on God of War. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it, there is a lot coming down the pipeline. Even I think Playtale is also coming out real soon. The new that, one, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like, there's a lot going down right now. I, Gotham it hits Knights. me every... Uh, Gotham Knights, true. Bayonetta. It hits me every so often. We're middle of October. Oh, yeah, Bayonetta. Bayonetta. Oh, we'll be talking about that mm-hmm. soon. Actually, that's a fantastic transition. Ooh. Thank you, Joelle. You're welcome. <laughs> Let's talk about that now in a second with the news time to talk news of the week and unfortunately we're going to take a journey that starts off kind of sour and then hopefully gets a little bit more hopeful and enjoyable and exciting so first let's talk about the news that popped off sunday which yo what a weird time to have this kind of news come out g4 tv is shutting down after a year maybe if that yeah. Um, so Comcast announced that it was uh, canning G4 TV um, again. They announced it on Sunday and a lot of people learn when Deadline posted the uh, original article. So um, I found the link. Uh, I forget if Deadline is one of those paywalled, but I found a link off IGN that's like open to everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the Comcast CFO announced on Sunday night. Um, it relaunched officially on November 16, 2021. <laughs> so less than a year. Less than a year. Probably a month, like a month out. Hmm. Literally a month out. Because yeah, it was Sunday. Because it was the 16th. Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah, the news appears to have come as a surprise as G4 host Gerard the Completionist shared a tweet about the G4 shutdown uh, from Wario64 is how he found out he lost his job. That is devastating. So, yeah. And they they embedded the tweet where, you know, Warrior64 is one of those uh, accounts that tweets a lot of game news as it comes out. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, Gerard the Completionist. Hey, this tweet is how I found I lost my job. How neat. Um, So, yeah. um, I think it's sad, but... I don't think it's a surprise. No, they had some layoffs not too long ago. Also, the format doesn't like I I love Attack of the Show as much as anybody else. Um, But I'm not sure that format works for modern audiences or, you know, like the... uh, the Zoomers, like the TikTok generation, or even us that like transition a lot of our media con- uh, consumption on, you know, Twitch and YouTube and things like that. So we've seen a lot of um, media, video game media companies fold over the years mm-hmm. um, and weird ways of things being canceled and people being let go and whatever. What I don't understand as someone who works in media why does a company fund something and go all that work and do all this effort and spend all this money and not even give it a year? Who starts a new company without thinking that your first five years are in the hole and you just got to yeah. like battle through and and, you know, like get ready. And then as you start to build, build a thing. 11 months is so fickle. Like, I know things that take us, like, years to get off the ground. How can you know it's success in 11 months in the most volatile time in this industry where it's changing the most? Like, what the heck? What what were they thinking? I'm not... I'm, I'm surprised they canned it so fast instead of, like, rethinking their strategy and, like sending all of that work into online platforms like yeah. you know like how do they not have a proper strategy using youtube twitch and tiktok because there's yes. a lot of gaming content on tiktok right now yeah it's really grown uh leaps and bounds since kind of tiktok started but yeah there's so much there and at the same time then you've got folks like like they fail so miserably and then you've got folks like i don't know if you guys saw that kind of funny um uh, launched their new studio the spare bedroom this on uh, friday and did their 24-hour stream it looks fucking phenomenal like i'm so impressed how is it that like they can do it and G4 with all this money behind them can't figure it out. Like, it seems like so weird of a business decision to not give something the time and the nurture when you've already put this much effort into it. Like, G4 is dead, dead now. There's no mm-hmm. way it's coming back mm-hmm. ever no. again. No. Like, it's done. Yeah. Done. It's and all t- those poor folks that lost their job that had to find out on a Sunday. Who does that? It's uh, to the folks you know, in the media, like gaming media, I know that there was a lot of job loss and you're, you're all struggling and this is terrible, but at the same, I think like the gaming media needs a Buzzfeed Renaissance, 
you know how like a lot of people left BuzzFeed and did their own thing. Uh, God forbid the Try Guys. Now that there are three, because the fourth apparently was a piece of shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Thank God for the folks like kind of funny that are ready to to yeah, you know, you know do it funny, themselves and kind of funny carve their own off. niche. Yeah. yeah. Branched off but from like, uh, IGM, a lot of them were. Yeah, um, but like, look at the garbage happening at Rooster Teeth that came up over the weekend too. Did you see that? I miss that. Oh, I think it was an animator who's or who they. Oh yeah, they treated him terribly. Oh. Like, and would call him a slur and turn it into a nickname, and that became part of the show. But they would put a spin on. Oh yeah, go read the thing. Yeah, oh, the Rooster Teeth story is crazy, crazy too. So they also started small on YouTube and whatnot. Yeah, so it's. It's I, a, have, I have a friend who works there. Oh my god, I got to check in on her. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, she left the porn industry to work at Rooster Teeth because she was treated so poorly. Uh, she's not mm. an on-screen talent. Don't go like uh, uh, grasping at straws or like sh- she works behind the scenes. But like mm. she used to work like f- in the porn industry in the adult uh, in entertainment, yeah, mm-hmm. entertainment. Um, and like the company she worked for was terrible and she went to Rooster Teeth. And I, I, I remember telling her that it was so much better for her, but I guess her team like being, well, it's the same thing. Like I work at Ubisoft and UB has had its stories. Like it is, it depends where you work mm. and with whom. Mm-hmm. But I'm yeah. not surprised that like the animation department is a shit show because animation in general is a very, very toxic and thankless industry. Yeah. So, yeah, it's too bad. I feel for all the team members who found out that way. Um, we had uh, Danny Pena on not too long ago, and uh, he found out he lost his job yesterday, same, and was working on all these projects and all this kind of stuff. And he, he mentioned some of the projects he was working on, too, that sounded really cool. And, yeah, I feel for all those folks. That's tough. I, I, I mean, good on Danny to, like, I guess he's, gonna find a a, well one he's got all of his projects so i think he's gonna be okay but like i think his most stable media job is like covering video game in spanish yeah like he was saying like doing his own yeah and telemundo and stuff and doing it and doing his podcast has been so regular right it's like you gotta have your your fingers in so many different pies yeah or eggs in multiple baskets yeah and well i'm hopefully people will you know land on their feet and uh it's just it, media is already a hard industry like you know i know mm-hmm. uh, we worked in in that a lot and you know it's hard to make a living in that industry now that like advertising revenue is pretty much gone mm-hmm. or people can't adapt to the new type of advertising they should be doing um and i i think it's going to keep it's going to keep going unfortunately i think gaming media has not found um, it's healthy, healthy balance. Mm-hmm. Yep, you're right there. Moving on to another story, uh, kind of on the sad note as well. Joelle, it's funny. We were talking about Bayonetta last week and you kind of bring that into like the spooky themes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, you had mentioned that the voice actress changed for Bayonetta and now that became the story yesterday even I feel like all of this ended up breaking on Sunday Saturday and Sunday this weekend yeah it definitely did Saturday uh on scrolling through Twitter and saw 
um, Helena Taylor posted a video and she broke the news that the reason that she left, uh, being the voice actor for Bayonetta, is because she was only offered 4K to do the whole game. And she $4,000 for an entire game? So not only just an entire, like, you know, big AAA game, but also a third in the franchise. Like a well-loved, a well-loved IP and an iconic character. I mean, for sure, especially in the anime world, I think like her character was was pretty iconic and unique, uh, given her voice and um, the way that she carried herself. And it she she is pretty iconic. And so so I believe that that broke on Saturday. And then the um, we mentioned who was replacing her was Jennifer Hale. And at first she came out and retweeted. Um, Helena's tweet and seemed to kind of be in support of her advocating because I didn't mention that Helena also asked fans to boycott the game. So that was a part of her ask was saying, you know, I this this is a this offer is totally a low ball for what I'm worth. And I'm asking, you know, that you boycott the game and, and not buy it. Um so then Jennifer Hale had a response of, of retweeting and, and it seemed like she was standing in solidarity with her fellow colleague and voice actor. Um, but then today, I feel like, and this is just my opinion, but I feel like she kind of backtracked just a, a titch and just kind of said, you know, I, I, I support uh, the voice acting community, you know, and I'm under an NDA. I'm not at liberty to speak regarding um, my situation or, or or what's going on behind the scenes. You know, I just hope that everyone involved can resolve their differences. And then she asked that people keep in mind that this game was created by an entire team of hardworking people Um and she didn't encourage people to still buy the game, but she just, I f- in my mind, I interpret that as, as kind of saying like, you know, please still support, you know, the game and think about the impact that will have to everyone if, you know, if the game doesn't sell. So definitely a lot of, uh, a lot of news breaking around, around this and, and like um, TMZ picked this up. It's the story is getting picked up by quite a, you know, a larger news outlets rather than just in gaming so um it was it's been really interesting to see the different responses um around it but as i have definitely been lowballed um (laughs) based on like my education level and experience for a job it feels awful like it it definitely feels awful um so i i definitely can understand where helena taylor's like coming from um, I, I, I guess I don't know how I feel about her asking folks to, to not buy the game because it does impact such a huge amount of, uh, amount of folks. Um, but yeah, that was the big, the big Bayonetta drama. And it's so close to game launch. It's, it's so close to game launch. The, the game launches on the 28th. Um, That's why she should strategically oh, sure. let that news come out yeah. now and not yeah, earlier, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Because the buzz is now mm-hmm. and she wants to impact the money now. But like, 
Jennifer Hale, one, hands are tied because she signed an NDA. So she also doesn't want to be put up Schitt's Creek by saying something she's not supposed to. And she's right. It's one, the big wigs business decision that made this not someone who was coding it, not someone who was doing art. I mean, we've talked about those issues, like, and how difficult it could be to play some of the games that have controversy around them when it comes to the higher ups. Um, Everything from... Activision Blizzard to the new Hogwarts Legacy game that's coming out. You know, like it's everybody needs to realize of what they're what they're willing to contribute and and put a stamp on based on, you know, their feelings towards something. Um, This might be a fantastic game, but someone, you know, it, it sucks that someone had to do some pretty shitty practices to do that. And like as women in the world mm-hmm. constantly lowballed mm-hmm. when it comes to jobs and stuff. We're often paid less and, uh, and, uh, good on Elena for like not putting up with it and saying, no, it's not worth that. Um, but yeah, it just sucks because everybody's making a big deal about Jennifer Hale being there and celebrating it. And it's actually for a pretty terrible reason. And it sounds like they lowballed the voice actress cause they wanted to change basically. That they, sounds like it too. Yeah, eh? They yeah. wanted to push her out. Yep. They wanted a a, a bigger star, um, which is also shady. Because why not just you know the same actors, actors and actresses? Like, I love that they're getting lots of work, but like, there's more than just three. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It, there's more than just the same people playing stuff over and over again. So like, share. And what happens when they decide to retire? So like. You know, let's uh, let's cultivate the other uh, uh, talents that are out there too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. All right, let's get out of the funk. We got two more stories, and this next one's pretty cool. Joelle, you want to talk about it? Yeah. So I saw this over the weekend and thought it was really interesting. Um, Catan, the famous tabletop board game is coming to console in 2023 and you can already play this um, on your PC if you want it's available on Steam um, the Catan universe it is also available to play on VR if you'd like to sit down in VR and play the tabletop game but it is not available yet uh, for PC so it is coming in 2023 is the very specific date uh, that we get. <laughs> um, you can wish list it right now for your PS5. Um, on the website, it says that the wish list is coming soon for Xbox. You can sign up for a newsletter if you'd like, but it does look like it's going to be pretty robust. They're going to have a single player mode, multiplayer mode. Uh, and couch co-op, and it. And as I was continuing to read it, it did sound like it was going to have haptic feedback that's going to respond with the PS5 controller. So that will be interesting. Um, it does boast a smooth 60 FPS and 4K. Uh, so hopefully, if you, me, I have a big ass TV that I love so so much and might just uh, immerse myself in the in the Catan world. So yeah, I thought that was uh, really cool that you're going to be able to play Catan on console. Yeah, I really enjoy Catan. It's lots of fun. Mm-hmm. I've played it multiple times. And, it's uh, such a good yeah, game. It's a really good game. Never gets old. Cool. 
The big thing that I was interested in this weekend was Minecraft Live 2022. So I was watching that pretty actively on Saturday morning. And uh, one of my, uh, I guess, most reacted to tweets is during the intro to the uh, to the show when they do like a pre-show for about a half an hour. They feature some of the content creators around Minecraft. And that's really what draws me into Minecraft. It's like, obviously, it's fun. But I like watching all the people make all the cool things, do all the activities, all that kind of stuff. And I discovered that Gemini Tay is a Newfoundlander. And I was like, yes, new face. <laughs> my kin. <laughs> my kin, my people. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was really cool because I had been following her and the stuff in Hermitcraft along with uh, a bunch of the other Hermitcrafters or hermits, I guess they call themselves. And, uh, and yeah, I was uh, blown away when I saw her. And she's like, I'm from Newfoundland, Canada. I was like, yeah. Um, but besides that, I was pretty stoked with uh, what came out uh, of the hour and a half long uh, session that they had. Uh, one thing about Minecraft Live is it's always very polished. I don't know if you've ever seen them, but like they have these gorgeous sets mm. that they build to look like the game that the uh, that the the dev developers and everybody come to uh, sit in and chat through all the new things that are coming and stuff. And I just love it. I was like, I, I wish I could build a set that looks like that. Um, but uh, one of the big things that they, that they spoke to was all about uh, the next update, 1.20, that's supposed to be coming. And a lot of it, um, a lot of people might have thought that the Minecraft Live didn't actually announce a lot of stuff. And the Mojang folks said that was on purpose because over the past two years, they've had these big events and sometimes spoke a little too soon um, for feature releases, showing concept art, essentially us gamers doing what we do, where we analyze everything and pick it apart and then decide, oh, this is definitely coming to the game. And then it doesn't. <laughs> Or, you know, even features that they talked about releasing uh, that never came. Archaeology still isn't there. Uh, Caves and Cliffs update was supposed to be one update, ended up being two, uh, because it was just so involved. So they said this time they're going to do it differently. And they're only going to show off stuff that is really close to being finished. And with that, we're going to be able to see it in betas and game previews um, sooner rather than later. So what they did tell us is that uh, 1.20 is going to focus on self-expression, representation, and storytelling. The features that they did speak to um, included they have a new hanging signs that are coming. There's a new wood type uh, bamboo that's going to be coming that has beautiful patterns. So great for those folks that are really into uh, building. And uh, one thing that's kind of cool with it, too, is that uh, instead of uh, every wood type, you can make a boat. And the boat looks like that wood type. But for bamboo, they're not making a boat. Uh, instead, you're making a raft. Oh. And it's really cute looking. Aww. So I like the raft. And it features all the functionality. Two people can get on it. You can put a pig on it, a horse on it. You can put a chest on it, whatever you need to. Um, and also, too, offers uh, some cool new hatch patterns that's going to make some pretty nice flooring. There are camels coming to the game, which is cool because it's the first time where it's like um, two people can ride on a creature instead of just one person on each of you on a horse or something like that oh. or a donkey. Um, now, so that's kind of cool. you're speaking my language. Like, yeah, I don't know much about Minecraft, but every time they add an animal, it's Yes. Cute. <laughs> the animals are cute. Uh, definitely. And uh, the camel's awesome too because like and the me mechanics that could come with it, you know, one person driving the camel and the other person shooting something, you know, that could be kind of fun. <laughs> um, the other thing they <laughs> announced as well. <laughs> What? It's like Grand Theft Minecraft. <laughs> Pretty much. On yes. camels. It is. On camels. On a camel. 
They also announced functioning uh, bookshelves where you can store books and uh, put enchanted books, papers and quills. And then also, too, um, for those who are into making the machines and stuff, um, it's going to work with redstone signals. And also, um, along with that, they announced that seven new default skins are coming because we've always had like Alex and Steve, the two characters that are kind of like white um now they're gonna have seven more default skins that are definitely a range of skin types uh mm. mckenna Efi, nor kai ari sunny and zuri um they're gonna be expected in the game late november early december also on top of that they announced the batman dlc is coming as of october 18th which is tomorrow so that's kind of cool if anybody wants to go and download that and play through a uh, Minecraft version of uh, Gotham and the Batcave and all those fun places. That's awesome. Uh, I'm really excited about Minecraft Legends. That's the action RPG-esque kind of style of game that they're they're building. Um, And that is supposed to come out next spring. That's pretty vague, but next spring. (laughs) And they announced a whole bunch of features coming to that too and new characters and things like that. Uh, But the big thing that kind of is like, the reason that Minecraft kind of trends is every year they have this mob vote where they usually put out three different types of, of new mobs that could be added to the game and the community votes on which one gets added. And uh, this year, the one that got added is called the sniffer. <laughs> it kind of looks like a big turtle, but not, but it is, it's like a cross between a pig and a turtle. I don't know what kind of actual animal it's supposed to be, but that's what it kind of looks like to me. Um, this is a special creature because it doesn't spawn naturally in the world. So usually when you have like horses or pigs or cows or chickens or whatever, they just kind of like spawn, like they're part of the world. Every so often one will pop up this one. You actually got to go find the eggs in the ocean ruins in order to bring them back to life. But when you do bring them back to life, the sniffer can find these new seeds that will grow a new plant type. So that's pretty cool because it's always fun to have a new plant in the game because, you know, having something more to decorate with and maybe there's some kind of other mechanics with it. And uh, and yeah, that's why I think it kind of looks like a cross between a turtle and a pig, because it makes me think of a pig looking for truffles (laughs) when it finds a seed. So it's really cute. And I like how I'm just I just Googled it and it's like there's a baby one and then there's a Mm -hmm. um, adult one and it's adorable. Yeah, it's quite large too. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminds me of uh I don't know, it's probably like the size of a of a of your character almost. Maybe a little smidge shorter, but uh but yeah. Always fun cuz yeah, there was uh three different characters. This one was definitely the most voted on event ever. Usually it happens through social media, but this time they decided to do it in the game and in the launcher to kind of get people into playing Minecraft. They said they had the most votes ever with three point something million. I maybe said 3.5 million or something like that. And half of them went to the sniffer. So that is what the people want. So that is what the people get once they put it in the game. That's a great, that's a great name too. The sniffer? Sniffer. That's kind of what I'm right now in my cold. So. <laughs> that's like your nickname. Oh, sniffer. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's exactly what I have right now. The sniffles. But yeah, that was Minecraft Live. Obviously, we're always used to seeing like 
all this mind-blowing stuff. But you know what? I'm happier if they do smaller announcements, more things coming more Mm -hmm. frequently, and the things that they announce actually coming to the game. Because there's nothing worse than they promise, they show off all this cool things, everybody speculates how it's going to work, and then we never see it. Yep. And with that, I think we've talked enough today. What do you think, ladies? It was a good, good discussion. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Lots of things going on in the world of video games. With that, with the conclusion of this show, I invite you to check out the show notes on girlsongames.ca for all the links to all the stories mentioned in this episode. So you can go read up on the G4 TV shutting down, the Bayonetta stuff. Go and check out uh, Catan to see if you want to start playing now or wait until the console edition comes out. Maybe you're interested in some Minecraft Live stuff. Catherine, thank you for always putting that together. It's a big help. I would also like to encourage you to rate and review this podcast wherever you're listening to it. If the podcast platform where you are listening to it has that feature, why you ask, it helps with discovery, pushes us up, us up in the rankings. And any comments that we see, we do take that uh, and read it. And uh, any feedback we get does help with production of the show. And now it's time for everybody to shout out their social media handles so you can follow them everywhere online and talk all things video games and more. Catherine, where can people find you? Uh, if you want to send me smart Android smartwatch uh, apps to look at and st- stuff, CSDSBANSCSWA uh, on Twitter and Instagram, or I'm um, in the Girls on Games Discord all day, every day. Fabulous. Joelle, where can people find you? I am really active on Instagram at JoelleLauren87, also on Twitter at GamyGamer underscore comfy uh but also really active in the girls on games discord it's a great place to be come join us <laughs> i'm leah you are most social media platforms but of course you want to know everything there is to know about girls on games you can track us down at the girls on games on twitter and facebook just girls on games no thought in there on instagram Oh my goodness, now my voice is gone. Now my voice is gone. <laughs> Discord.me slash girls on games to continue this lovely convo and more. But of course, if you ever need to know anything at all, you can track it down at our home base. That's our website, girlsongames.ca. Thank you, Kat. Thank you, Joelle. It's been another lovely week in video games, and I don't know what I'm going to go play right now. I got tons of options. Mm, too many Maybe I'll options. Convince, yeah. I know. Maybe I'll convince Mike to, to play some more school. There you go. Because, you know, it's spooky season. Yeah. I feel like it. I feel like it. Bye, everybody. Have an excellent week. Bye. Bye.